0: backboard banter on the board with your hosts matt middleton and kevin rainer where the band who's as ferocious as isaiah stewart trying to kill lebron james this week man that guy saw blood and he went after him
1: man he saw blood he tasted blood lots of different things but like i mean he was faking people out. like we're gonna have, we're gonna talk about it more once we get into it but like they that dude you're right he wanted to kill lebron real it
0: was wild man i think uh two games was a little light for that kind of behavior you know you got to teach them that you can't throw a temper tantrum uh during an nba game but hey man yeah like you said we'll talk about it a little later our takes man this week they were pretty pretty poor i thought our wraps were gonna go one and three they looked like they were gonna go one and three especially last night down 11 points at halftime but roaring back in the third man went two and two so i can't really complain
1: about the week I mean, even the Kings game. We won, but it wasn't pretty. Like, <laughs> Raps, come on. Like, we had a 2-2 week, and there's not a lot of things to be happy about. We'll we'll break it down later again. But me over here, I tried to bring Golden State down to earth. I tried to see a 2-2 week. They had some tough matches, but Golden State, they're trucking along. 4-0, 5-game win streak. I just can't win, Matt.
0: Man, they said nah. Golden State absolutely dummying teams out here what's their record now 16 and 2 like this team is going bananas um do you think they're gonna win like 65 plus
1: i mean they're 12 and 1 in their last 13 clay thompson's on track for christmas they're looking like the gold state warriors dynasty of old but matt we're pushing ahead of ourselves we're getting too far into basketball as we always
0: do always man Okay, you want to kick it to the NFL then? I
1: mean, I was paying attention this week. There was some wild upsets. Uh, uh, The Bills faulting once again. Chiefs are back. Like, week 11, baby.
0: Week 11 is is always a good time. The playoff picture is starting to get a little bit more clear. We start to see who the real good teams are and who the bad ones are. But I I want to start with the game of the week for me, man. That was Green Bay, Minnesota. Aaron Rodgers cannot break the curse of number twos in Matt's top ten. Uh, they lose thirty-four to thirty-one, and considering Minnesota kicked a game-winning field goal, that had to be our curse. Come on, they don't Man. kick win game-winning field goals.
1: <laughs> exactly, that that's the biggest point there. And like to pull it out at the end when it was just this close, and Green Bay just like they wanted to break it. Like, who knows? You know, we got another week ahead of us. Maybe the team this week will have the power. You know, everything. But at the end of the day, is that is that? eight in a, is that seven how, how many are we at now
0: it's it's eight now eight in a row <laughs> crazy my dude crazy i can't believe it hey man i'm trying to give good luck to kirk cousins that week uh the guy's looking like an mvp candidate even though he, he's had some stinker games this year that's why nobody's really talking about him seriously but 25 to 2 in td to interception ratio is pretty pretty nice not gonna lie a guy who, who would love to have that low of interception numbers, Pat Mahomes, did get the win this weekend over the Dallas Cowboys, man. Everyone was picking Dallas, but, you know, they're pretty banged up. Mark Cooper, COVID, CeeDee Lamb got a concussion midway through. They're missing Trayvon Smith. Um, they just didn't look like the, the same Dallas team that's been dominant all year. And Kansas City looks to get back on track, man. 19-9, to 9, the offense didn't look great, but they got the win.
1: Yeah, you were saying defensive game, and... The Chiefs, they're now sitting, what, 7-4? and four, Considering that they are just, like, absolutely past that, like, mid-game point. Because I feel like a few weeks ago, Matt, anytime we talked about the Chiefs, it was they're crawling just above 500, just below 500. And yeah. At this point, I think we can say that they are well past 500.
0: Yeah, they were 3-4 and four, uh, until this four-game win streak here. Um, so they've really pulled themselves out of that, that depth of despair in the middle of their season here. Um, they lost to some pretty good teams, though, during that time. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is trying to figure it out. That defense didn't have Frank Clark um, in healthy, so they've got him healthy now. And, and he had a monster game against Dallas and was probably the reason that they won. So Kansas City looking like they're back, baby.
1: <sighs> Scary thought, but I mean, it's the AFC. The AFC has been wild all season, and the Chiefs, like as we expected before they went on a tear, looking like they're probably going to start taking over.
0: Dude, absolutely wild. And the fact that the Bills are just giving away this division, man. Like, they should have the AFC East on lock, and they are just not playing well. Jonathan Taylor saving my fantasy week last week with 52 points. Holy, this guy's a monster. Um, Yeah, he destroyed those Buffalo Bills, my friend. I mean,
1: my wallet seems to be thankful because it looks like I'm not going to be having to purchase a table to dive my way through at this point in the season. But hey, we've still got some weeks left. The Bills have times to turn it around, but I I don't know at this point.
0: Yeah, man, I don't know about this point. They do have a pretty good roster, so we'll see how things shake out. Um, A team with a really good roster who's been sneakily underrated again, the Philadelphia Eagles, man. They got a huge win over a pretty good New Orleans Saints team. 40-29. to Jalen Hurts doesn't throw a touchdown, but he runs for three. The kid who everybody thought was never going to be an NFL quarterback, even though he won a national championship as a freshman. He got replaced by two of the next year and had to transfer to Oklahoma before the draft. I think that was a great path for him because uh, Lincoln Riley helped fix his passing game, and the kid's an actual NFL quarterback. I think he's definitely a starter in this league, um, and he's looked great all year. I mean,
1: It's another quiet win, right? Like we we mentioned it last week, we keep saying the Eagles are just there. They're just getting W's, and uh, I'm excited to maybe call them to win their first-round playoff matchup if they get there because you know, Matt, I'm still excited to see if I have the powers this year because last year was super crazy.
0: Yeah, man, you had some mad powers last year. Uh, You wrecked my playoffs.
1: (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. There's always next year. There's always this year coming up, Matt. You don't have to worry about last.
0: Or do I? Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> Cincinnati man, they came out and they pulled away from the Raiders in what I thought was going to be a closer game. Um, Raiders looking like they're struggling as of late, and uh, Derek Carr turning into um, the the guy from Home Alone. I forget, not uh, Joe Pesci, the other Water Bandit. Oh yeah, I don't know his he, name either, but yeah, they're looking a fool. <laughs> very similar at the moment. If you guys haven't seen that meme, I'd say go check it out. Um, and then Pittsburgh the versus the Chargers man. A game where the Chargers really dominated for most of it, 27 to 10 at half, uh, going into the fourth quarter with a lead, they kind of just pulled like an old Chargers thing and imploded, um, started giving away, you know, special teams plays, blocked punts, yeah. uh, easy touchdowns for Roethlisberger, almost gave it away, but they, they ended up pulling it out. They got the 41-37 win. <laughs>
1: that's that's all that matters, you know, at the end of the day is that W that you can circle on your calendar.
0: Absolutely. Well, I I think that's it. Oh, I almost forgot, man. Cam Newton's return. Cam Newton got spoiled by the Washington uh, football team. I was going to say Redskins. Jeez. Uh, yeah, the, the Washington football team. After he spiked the ball on the Panther after going up 14-7, to just kind of classic Cam, you know, overhyping himself just to let everyone down.
1: Honestly, it's kind of hilarious. It's unfortunate, especially when you lose to the Washington and can't come up with a new-name football team. Like, you know, it's, it's unfortunate when these happens, but kind of the story of Cam Newton at this point. Who, who really knows what the Panthers and what their season's going to turn into?
0: Yeah, man, absolutely no idea what their season's going to turn into at this point. But, hey, it's a long one. There's still, what, six more weeks, seven more weeks of NFL football because they're doing 18 weeks this year with the bye weeks and 17 games. So crazy, crazy that we still got a lot of season left. Um, But my top 10, man, it's been holding pretty strong. Uh, You know, one team's been really dominant at the top, but like we always do, we're going to start with the reverse order. Um, I got those Chargers coming in at number 10, man. Again, dominant for most of the game against Pittsburgh. They did blow it at the end, but they got the win. I think Justin Herbert's a fantastic young quarterback. So, man, they come in at number 10 for me. They've been here before, and they're definitely the best team outside the top nine for me. I mean, but, very reasonable. Yeah, I mean, like, you could have argued the Colts are turn it on of late, but they've done some some pretty bad things at the beginning of the year. Um, so I, I just can't put them in the top 10 as, as of yet. I love Jonathan Taylor, but just not yet. Um, a team that was on the bye, the Los Angeles Rams, they're going to bump up a spot just kind of by default here. Um, <laughs> not playing kind of makes you look good. Um, the Tennessee Titans coming in at number eight. I dropped them all the way from four, losing to the Jets, and the Texans while well, being seven and zero against playoff teams is the wildest thing, I think I've ever seen from a football team. It's just, I mean, dumb
1: when you can when you consider the fact that the Texans are playing the Jets this week and everyone is labeling it like the basement dwellers, the bottom feeders going up against each other. Like, come on, Titans,
0: you got to be better than that. Got to be way better than that. Like <laughs> Tannehill throwing four interceptions against that defense, getting beat by that offense. Like it doesn't make any sense. They are eight and three. Could you imagine? Like they should easily be ten and one. They easily should be ten and one, best record in the NFL if they won all those other games. Because losing to the Jets and Te- I'm I'm done. T- Jets and Texans. <laughs> Come on. A team that uh, I thought, you know, a lot of people thought might be kind of competing in the bottom there if they couldn't get the quarterback right. But they seem to have nailed it. Uh, The New England Patriots, man, Mac Jones, uh, he doesn't have to be anything more than he is, which is uh, a pocket passer. You know, he's not going to light the league on fire with his wheels. He's not super athletic by any means. Um, But, you know, we all saw that picture of Tom Brady before the combine, before he was drafted. He didn't look like the, you know, athlete world beater that everybody wants at quarterback right now. He kind of looked like Mac Jones. And uh, what is Mac Jones doing? Oh, looking like Tom Brady in that offense. So pretty scary for for uh, NFL fans if New England's getting on hot number seven here.
1: I mean, if the dynasty returns and you can replace one player, now it's the most important player. Let's not forget that. Like, not a big deal. But Mac Jones is stepping up, and he's starting to win games that matter, right? So at the end of the day, Mac Jones has his big victory over the Falcons now. So that's that's what matters.
0: Awesome that they won twenty five to nothing, as opposed to like being down twenty eight to three and coming back. That twenty five spot, man, that twenty five spot. <laughs> and, you know, Ma- can't can't run away from it. Mac Jones, he's not looking like an all star superstar. They're not winning because of him, but they're not losing because of him either. He's a part of the team, and that's what they needed. Bill Belichick, I swear, if he can win Super Bowls with Mac Jones. It's got to end the debate. It was Be- it was Belichick. It was at least a good portion of Belichick.
1: I mean, football, it's a team sport. Like, I don't know how long we have to keep iterating this, right?
0: Exactly. Man, another uh, team that got a win because they're a good team and not because they had just have a superstar quarterback, Baltimore Ravens, man, they beat them Chicago bears um, with, with Brett Hundley, man. He kind of looks like Lamar, just kind of like a a poor man's version of Lamar. So it it works out. That's what you want to do at backup quarterback, right? Uh, You want to have some guy who can run the same system. Um, But they're coming in at number six. I don't know how to feel about them. They're hot and cold some weeks. I did curse them with the number two spot the last week, so I won't take that Miami loss too too seriously. Um, And then Dallas, man. Dallas coming in at number five. Yeah, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, but they were in a tight game, and they were pretty decimated with injuries. So the fact that they were even in that game uh, it's good for them and I bet you they turn it on and are challenging for the NFC East crown or NFC title uh, crown by the end of the season um, a team that they'll probably have to go through the Green Bay Packers man um, Aaron Rodgers playing with uh, a broken toe or something he wasn't like too descript about it it's worse than turf toe though he's had turf toe before and it's worse than that um, and uh They're looking pretty good, man. Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. I don't love Aaron Rodgers, but hey man, he is freaking talented.
1: Dude, I I saw the video of him just like
0: putting his foot up on the table
1: so he could show everybody what's going on. Like, dude's a menace, I kind of love it.
0: He is a very interesting man, that is (laughs) for sure. Um, But coming in at number three, man. I had them there last week. I was probably a little premature putting them there. But this week after that win over Dallas, I feel confident that they're a top three team in the NFL again. The Kansas City Chiefs, man, might even have them a little too low. They should probably be number one. (laughs) Am I getting ahead of myself? Maybe. But hey, Patrick Mahomes, let's go.
1: Matt's just absolutely scared of what to do at the top of the table now. You know this this whole streak that's going on. He's like worried that if he breaks one, he might start another. And he's like, ah. So yeah, Chiefs at three, safe spot
0: for them. Matt, safe, spot. very safe spot for them. And a team that I think can break the curse, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. They got a big convincing win over the Giants. They didn't even play that well, but they still got the win. Um, and like I think it was like thirty to ten. It was pretty convincing fashion. Um, so they're coming in at number two. I think they'll win this week. Hopefully they do. Um, if they don't, it's going to be, what, nine weeks in a row that my number oh, two seed man. loses? I'll be very, very disappointed in myself. Um, and then I'm, coming in. No, I'm go just going to say,
1: I'll be disappointed for not putting any money down a few weeks ago at this point because it's ridiculous.
0: Man, we'd be rich. <laughs> so, uh, Arizona, though, man, still coming in hot at number one. They're two and one with Colt McCoy. Uh, when they get Kyler Murray back they're they're the scariest team in the NFL and it's not even close uh, I got them going to the Super Bowl probably against the Kansas City Chiefs or Baltimore Ravens at this point, that's how I'm feeling about it we'll see how it goes and the games to watch this week, my friend Bills-Saints, can the Bills get it back on track Tennessee-New England can Tennessee get over that, that poor loss and can New England <laughs> really prove that they're for real uh, Rams-Packers should be a good one um, you got Stafford coming off a bye week. Can he beat Aaron Rodgers in that toe thing that he's going through? Uh, Ravens versus the Browns. Cleveland really needs a win badly. Baker Mayfield needs one to, to get the critics to quiet down. Uh, Lamar Jackson might be back, might not be back. And then we got Tampa Indy. Um, Indy coming off a huge win against the Bills. Tampa Bay yeah. trying to keep it going, you know, trying to keep their season and that, that one seed alive in their minds. So we'll see how it all plays out, my friend.
1: It is an exciting week of football. Heck, the the Bears are beating the Lions right now. Lions on their way to not winning any games this season. But apparently they've got that tie from a few weeks ago, which because I the feel Pits like we stealing. just like totally... Yeah, we totally blew over that one, which is kind of hilarious. But, yeah, lots of info, lots of football to come in the next few weeks.
0: Bro, it was why the Steelers, when they were doing well, never were in my top ten, because I knew that that was going to happen. <laughs> uh, classic. All right, anything else, my friend? No, nah, man, I think, I think that's it for the NFL. Um, in the NHL, you know, my Montreal Canadiens, hot and cold. There are some really good storylines, though, like Alexander Ovechkin at 35 years old, 36 years old. He's got what I think like thirty-three points in sixteen games or something like that. Like he's been an absolute monster. Um, you got Connor McDavid and uh, Leon Drysightal just absolutely tearing up the league at forty and thirty-six points respectively. Nazem Kadri in the top five in scoring in the NHL, um, leading the Colorado Avalanche. Like they got McKinnon, wow. Ranton, and Landiscock, but no, it's it's Nazem Kadri. Um, you know Florida's breaking records. Uh, Detroit's looking like an actually decent team this year. Calgary's surprising. Uh, they got Andrew Mangiapane who's just scoring goals out of his butt, um, like just out of nowhere. Johnny Gaudreau was kind of lighting him up the other day, being like he forgets how to pass the puck now because <laughs> he scores so yep. hard. Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's an interesting season, my friend. Um, but when my Montreal Canadiens are this bad, I it's it's hard for me to to even talk about.
1: I mean, it's just depressing. I remember chatting with Austin. You know, at at the end of the summer when we were chat, I was trying to get him excited about the hockey season coming up. You know, as the the Buffalo fan that he is, and he's like, "Man, I don't even know if I can watch Buffalo games this season. Like, I just I don't know if I can watch the Sabers play." So like, I can understand the pain that you're going through, man.
0: And they're better. They have seven wins in nineteen games, while Montreal has five in twenty-one. So yeah, man, I can't believe they're worse than the Buffalo Sabers i'm good to move on from the nhl if you are i
1: mean hey there's there's nothing else that i've got to mention so yeah let's move on on to basketball and my dude it happened we talked about it last week we mentioned that luke walton was in the hot seat he's officially gone kind of crazy like everyone expected it nobody should have really been surprised but i mean he went 68 and 93 over three seasons You know, Alvin Gentry is stepping in, who is, you know, 5'10 for 5'95. Very similar stats, but over an extra 500 games. Anyways, not the point. The point is, the Kings are in a weird place. They fired their coach. Have they gotten a win since it happened? I I don't know. Oh, they did? They did? Yeah, they did. So, there you go. I guess it's a positive change at this point.
0: Yeah, I don't... I don't know if it's a positive change. I guess, like, you know, people just kind of... Respond to a shakeup, right? The players know that once the coach gets fired, now it's on them. They beat the Blazers last night. Um, that's the win that I'm referring to. Uh, okay. But at the end of the day, it, you sent me this the list of like the ten coaches in fifteen years for the the Kings, and not one of them cracks two hundred and fifty games. Like I understand that they've been bad, but at the end of the day, you have to have some kind of continuity and longevity in order to build a program like your gm might give you a bad roster for for two seasons in a row and if you're even if you're a fabulous nba coach we both think nick nurse is a great coach we think that we have serious flaws with the raptors rosters so he's struggling to get wins he's winning at about a 500 clip which is pretty good for the roster he's been given and so It's tough to fault a coach when their rosters are so bad. And the fact that they have no continuity, it proves why they've been so bad for so long because they can't get a program in place. Just dumb. I mean, I think
1: they're hoping that with the constant change of coaches, they're going to find that right success story. Now, obviously that doesn't happen. I think about the Phoenix Suns, for example, who for Devin Booker's career had coach after coach after coach after coach. And people were like, Oh, it's not working out. Oh, it's not fair to him. And guess what? It wasn't fair to him. But now they have Monty. They've made it to a championship finals. But at the same time, completely different story, completely different direction that you can go. And the Kings need some continuity. They've made a couple of decent draft picks. You know, Davian Mitchell's been playing great defense, apparently can't shoot this season at all. Buddy Heald is taking care of that, so the Kings are fine. But. You know, hopefully Gentry will get to stick around or they will find somebody and they will give him an opportunity because the Kings need something. They need some type of lifeline, something good to come out of the past 15 years because, I mean, I'm not a Kings fan, but I rip on this organization. I do. And it's because, guess what? The majority of NBA fans know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that's just what the Kings are,
0: unfortunately. Man, yeah, they're, they're just a bottom feeder at this point. And it's, it's the way that they run their organization. It comes from the top. Like, when things are this dysfunctional, it definitely comes from the top down. And I don't blame the coach as much as I blame the general manager as much as I blame the owner. Uh, so at the end of the day, uh, it's tough for Luke Walton. But hopefully Alvin Gentry, like you said, maybe gets a chance. Or even if he's just kind of the life life raft for this season, they find somebody who they're, they're willing to kind of give a three, four-year contract to and let it ride out. Because they have a decent roster, like you said, they they've hit on some drop, recent draft drop picks. Um, let it let it grow, you know. My I mean opinion. that is
1: that is the hope at this point in time. But let's swap let's swap directions. Let's talk about the Nuggets now because two injury concerns we have to bring up. The first is MPJ. We mentioned it last week. The guy's got nerve issues in his back. It's the recurring issue. I feel bad for him. Apparently, it might require surgery. His season might be over. And at the same time on Tuesday, we have another injury. P.J. Dozier goes down. He has a torn ACL. His season is over. So the Nuggets are just taking straight bullets left and right, Matt. It's kind of sad.
0: Man, it's the reason that they're on this five-game losing streak. Nikola Jokic is doing all that he can, but the roster is just getting more and more depleted. They already didn't have Jamal Murray. Losing MPJ was a big one, and now the fact that it could be season-ending nerve damage... Like, that's scary for a guy who's had consistent back issues, even predating his NBA career. Um, losing P.J. Dozer's not as big as MPJ or Jamal Murray, but it still hurts, man. It's depleting their depth, and that's why they're on this streak that they're on, man. It's, it's tough to watch because they have a good roster, and I expected them to do well and make the playoffs this year. And it's going to be looking like a struggle to make the playoffs in this Western Conference.
1: The shining star
0: is Jokic is the season he is having because Matt
1: the guy's per is like a 35 right now which is absolutely insane when you think that you know Giannis had that historic MVP campaign a few years ago and it was like 30.6 or something LeBron's best is 31.7 and that's Jordan's best as well like Jokic is keeping this team afloat and he's probably one of the best players in the nba right now he deserves to be in the mvp conversation when you consider the injuries that are falling around him and the fact that he is still playing so well
0: absolutely man it's it's sad to see him kind of getting wasted this season but again it it just goes to his greatness and hopefully next year they can avoid the injury bug hopefully it comes this year and the next year they're good because i'd like to see this roster fully healthy
1: I would too, man. I mean, I talked about it at the beginning of the season when we were talking about predictions. I didn't think they were going to have a great start to the season, which they haven't. I was expecting them to start to roll and be viable by the playoff times. But if MPJ is gone, PJ Dozier is probably one of their best defenders, especially on the perimeter. So it's like, it's painful to watch this team just
0: slowly crumble. Yeah, absolutely. Super sad, my friend. Um, did you want to talk about uh, the Pistons Lakers scuffle a little bit more? Did you want to talk about your boy Iman Shumpert? I mean, I have to talk about Iman
1: first before we talk about the scuffle. The scuffle is the more important thing, but the fact that Iman Jumper can now walk into a room and say that he is a Dancing with the Stars champion and an NBA ring hold like. This guy, I mean, if you haven't watched any of his Dancing with the Stars performances, he does amazing. He, the choreography is fantastic. I mean, he is married to a you know, singer-songwriter, choreographer, blah, 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 whatever. Amon Schumpert, putting the sports world on notice, proving that you can do more than just basketball. Good for him, man. Good for him. I was so excited, and I was like, wait, where did this headline even come from?
0: Absolutely awesome for him, man. I saw the LeBron tweeting him out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, saying how fire his dance moves are And I'll give it to him He, he looked pretty fire in that dance that I watched But man I want to talk about the more important thing The Pistons and the Lakers man Isaiah Stewart absolutely Hurting people on his way To try and fight LeBron The Lakers being a, a human shield For LeBron saying You're going to have to fight all of us If you're going to try and fight LeBron Like It was wild my friend Do you think LeBron intentionally Hurt him do you think, you might have think he meant to hurt him in,
1: that bad? I don't think he intentionally hurt him. He intentionally meant to throw an arm a little bit yeah. because of the way that he was being defended. Because now, Matt, like, I don't play basketball. I watch a lot of basketball. I know kind of how the rules of a free throw setup is supposed to go. And Stewart is not supposed to be tussling with mm-hmm. LeBron. LeBron is the third man in that line. Stewart needs to be tussling with the man on the inside. And so... You know, Stewart's kind of in the wrong here. Now, LeBron throws an arm. He throws a bow, he throws a hand, and it makes contact, and it deals to a lot of blood happening. But at the same time, like, there are so many things going on. It's it's both of them at the same time. But Stewart is leading it with what he caused, and he's going up against LeBron, and it's going to cause problems, no matter what, at the end of the day. I just was not expecting it to blow up as big as it did.
0: Yeah, I thought it was going to be... Pretty tame, especially with the initial reaction. But after Stewart kind of saw and tasted the blood, he just wanted LeBron to feel his wrath. Running 22. up and down the tunnels, trying to break away from from teammates and coaches, like knocking. He almost like knocked over Cade Cunningham and like beat him up to get to LeBron. Like it was nuts, man. This guy was absolutely insane. The fact that he only got a two game suspension, like I think he deserved a little bit more. Like you gotta you gotta teach him that that's not okay lebron definitely deserved the one game and i i totally agree with it like yeah he i don't think he intentionally hit him in the face but he threw that arm trying to cause some some havoc and he did he caught him um and so he definitely deserves that game but two games for acting like a buffoon like this guy should should have gotten more
1: it's it's a it's a hard situation right because so many things happen the fact that it happened you know at the Palace in Detroit. My favorite part was Isaiah Stewart just getting like dragged by 10 guys towards the tunnel and then he realizes, "Oh wait, I can run out the other side." And he just like sprints inside. There's a great video of Melo just being like, "Nah, he ain't coming out here." Like, he ain't yeah. coming out here. Like like so many things. Westbrook not even realizing he's getting attacked and is in, his, in a, you know, in the post game being like, "Oh, I guess that's just Russell things. Guess that's just Westbrook things." Like so many moments. The the announcers going, "Fans, stay in your seats." Like it was We were this close to a little bit of chaos, but, like, it's not a good look for the NBA. Not a good look at all. And, and, Stuart, like, you're young. you got a career ahead of you. Like, you were this close to absolutely ending that career, my friend.
0: Yeah, he seems like he wants to be a tough guy. He had, like, that moment over Blake Griffin the other week where he, like, stand over him all tough, and now he's trying to fight LeBron. Like, we get a guy, you're, you're a big man, you're a tough kid, but... You, you're a professional athlete. You're on TV. You're setting an example for young kids. You, you can't do that kind of stuff. Come on. Exactly. Get your head out of you. Now,
1: he, he gets, what, a $200,000 fine for his two-game suspension. LeBron gets a $500,000 fine, like, with that suspension. One punch, $500,000. Matt, like, what? I wish I could make that much money. Like, it's kind of insane. And at the end of the day, I... I hope that the NBA learns from it. I hope that we don't have issues, but who knows, man? You know, Lakers, Pistons, it was time.
0: Yeah, man, that's the price you pay for being LeBron, right? Um, The guy gets paid a ton of money, but when he gets suspended, it's going to also cost him a ton of money. Um, But hey, we've got a ton of win streaks going on in the NBA right now, and a 14-gamer by the Suns, man. They're fifteen and three with that fourteen game win streak. They haven't really beaten anybody that spectacular. The Nuggets without MPJ and uh, Jamal Murray, they're beating Dallas in, in a couple of those. But you know, you know how we feel about Dallas. Is this a legit win, fourteen game win streak, or is this just because of the teams that they're playing?
1: It's really hard to call. Like when they were on a, the ten game, I was like, you know, they've beaten around a ton of bottom feeders to get here. But they keep standing pat. They keep winning games. I haven't watched very much. I feel like a bad basketball fan not having watched this amazing streak that's going on. But it's the Phoenix Suns. Like, they're supposed to be up here at the top of the West. They're supposed to be proving people why they were in the NBA Finals last season. And a streak like this gets your attention. But it's kind of funny that the Warriors are still the conversational topic, right? even though there's this amazing streak. Now, the Warriors have lost one game in their last th- 13 where the son- where the Suns have not. So it's going to be really interesting to see if they can keep it up. The weeks ahead will tell. If they can get to 20, oh, baby, that's a streak that cannot be ignored.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. The fact that they're even putting together this 14-game win streak, you still have to beat all these teams. They're, they're NBA players who get paid money to play basketball too. So... I, they've been on the end of these long losing streaks as well and on a, the other end of other teams' long winning streaks. So it's good to see them doing this. You're right. You know, they had huge strides last year, and they were expected to keep it up this year, and they're proving just that. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see if they get into some games with the Golden State Warriors, the Jazz, um, Minnesota, who's surging, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. You know, Once they start playing the, the upper echelon of the, of the tiers – Um, that's what I'm gonna say if that streak was legit or not but hey man 14 games 14 games
1: that's it right again I'm gonna hold Pat until we're 25 games into the season nothing is real nothing can be believed like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold Pat but you mentioned some other streaks Matt Minnesota is the one that really gets me they're on a five-game win streak Kings Spurs Grizzlies Pelicans Heat so you know good win at the end but like I'm hearing a rumor that this might be, like, the first five-game win streak since, like, Cat's rookie career and, like, like his rookie season. And, like, oh, man, that is painful to hear inside.
0: Hey, man, good for them. Um, They needed this. Anthony Edwards has been a huge influx of talent. I remember last year thinking about the fact that, you know, this draft was considered a weaker draft, and now we've got LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards absolutely just tearing the league apart. Um, that dunk that he had that didn't count that was uh, charge was so vicious. I wish it had counted. Um, yeah, man, they're they're putting it together. Can they make the playoffs in this Western Conference? Who knows? Um, but wow, they they do have a roster. Cat and Ant like those are two great players right there. I mean, we hope that Cat can stay healthy. We hope that Ant Man
1: can keep doing what he's doing while continuing to become a better playmaker, less of a ball hog, because, I mean, that video that I showed you a week or two ago of just, like, Ant-Man isolating and Cat just deciding to start walking up the court before the ice was even over because he knows he's not going to get to be a part of the play. Like, as long as they can avoid moments like that, I'd love to see Minnesota in the playoffs. Cat is way too talented to not get to be in the postseason.
0: Absolutely, and he hasn't been for the majority of his career. I don't think he's ever made the playoffs, so... Kinda of sad to think, especially with the, the dominance that he showed early early on in his career. Um, but they're not the only team that's having a five game win streak, my friend. The Milwaukee Bucks pulling themselves out of the grave. They were six and eight, now are eleven and eight. Uh Yanni's absolutely doing wonders. And that team is just chugging along. Milwaukee, man, scary or what?
1: I mean I, I gotta shout out you know, the fact that Brooke Lopez went down and my boy Bobby Portis has stepped up. He's been shooting lights out. He's had 20-plus games a lot in the past few weeks since that injury, and yeah, Giannis is doing his thing, man. The Bucks are trucking along. It's kind of interesting because, you know, I feel like a lot of these team members have accepted that the, the regular season isn't as important now that they have that postseason success. They know that as long as they get into the postseason healthy, they're at a decent enough spot and, you know, position on the table, they can make the run, and so that's why I'm not worried about them even though they're like super close and they're basically at the same you know win loss as the Raptors like it's it's kind of insane but also it's Giannis man when he turns it on some of the games he's had this season
0: it's unfair absolutely man 11 and 8 isn't too different than 9 and 10 you're absolutely right just a few games there um but that whole eastern conference from you know the the Milwaukee Bucks down to the Indiana Pacers at 8 and 12 is, is nice and close. Like you said, we're only twenty games into the uh, NBA season, so it's not like we can really take anything as as fact right now. But we both know the the Milwaukee Bucks are going to have something to say about the end of the year championship for sure. Um, a team that also was in it last year in the Eastern Conference Finals that's streaking. Those Atlanta Hawks, man, they're what ten and nine now. They were four and nine before this six game win streak. They've gotten some good wins. Um, you think this is the norm for them? You think they're gonna they're turn around their season? I mean, I
1: like to think that you know Trey Young is starting to figure out more about his game, and I do I like the talent on this team. I mentioned it all through their playoff run last year. They did a great job of getting talent around Trey before giving him his max extension, so that they can you know work the the roster magic, the contract magic, and they have the talent. Like uh, there's an injury who I can't remember. It might be. DeAndre Hunter, or somebody else who went down, I think that they're still missing. But at the end of the day, I feel like you can't ignore the Hawks. They're a relevant team. They may not be a top-four team in the East, but their basement or their their floor has to be the play-in, right? Like, they're just too talented to not make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they're just on the outside looking in right now at number nine, so they'd definitely be in the play-in. Um, I, I don't think they're going to miss that, man. They're You're right. They're way too talented. Um, the early, early season struggles were just a blip on the radar. They've gotten some good wins against Charlotte and Milwaukee during this win streak. Um, I think they'll, they'll, they're going to be just fine um, and probably be in the middle of the table. But, hey, saying that, one of these teams in the middle of the table is going to have to fall out. And right now, looking at it, they're all playing really well. The only team that's kind of started to falter is, is the Washington Wizards. After being at the top of the table last week, they went 1-3 Uh, This week, they did split with the Heat, but lost to the Hornets and the Pelicans last night, Um, so not great for them. Do you think they're going to come back down to earth, or what? I mean, I'm expecting
1: the Wizards to be at the 8-9 seat. That's where I expected them to be at the beginning of the season, so their fall is, I guess, on schedule with my plan of where I think they're going to sit. Like, I know Kuzma has struggled recently, you know, Mm -hmm. looking at, at certain statistics of his, and... Unfortunately, they're the Washington Wizards. They're 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 a good team. They have some good players, and they're play, They were playing above, you know, their their talent level, in my opinion, at the start of the season. And so we're starting to witness, you know, a return to norm. And at the end of the day, they have an opportunity to kind of see where their season's going to go because they could bounce back up. They can bring that hustle back. They can start hitting their shots, and you know, they'll stay here at this above five hundred. You know top eight tier but at the same time like if their woes continue if they start to go up against a tough schedule like they're a team that can easily fall down
0: absolutely um i see them being the team to get knocked out of this top eight right now um the knicks are, are chugging along at 10 and 8 charlotte's 12 and 8 uh those two teams i keep my eye on but lamello ball has been absolutely fabulous this year um, again he's improved even more he's more efficient he makes better reads um, he's been absolutely lights out in Hayward Rozier uh, miles bridges they've got it they've got a good roster around him um, to facilitate it enough um, so he's been a stud do you think our our raptors could make the playoffs out of the east I know I'm getting ahead of myself before raptors talk but just give me a little teaser here <laughs> I mean I'll give you a little teaser because there's not much
1: more I want to say about the east I have hope. Right? Like, we've seen shining moments. Siakam's had a big game or two, but I, I don't know if I should talk about Siakam. Matt might get mad in my roll right into Raps chat, but, you know, there, there is still hope. There's a lot of things going on. I look at the Bulls, right, who are fantastic and are doing great, but they also just lost to the Rockets last night. The Rockets end their 15-game losing streak by beating one of the best teams in the East right now. Anything can happen, right? And if if Nurse can can light a fire into these boys... Like There's hope that we can make our way back up the table And you know, the Hornets Aren't a lock The Wizards are definitely not a lock The Knicks aren't a lock The 76ers, who knows what's going on with that team So they're not a lock So at the end of the day, there's hope There's still some space left
0: There's definitely some space in there Um, It's It's a wild season, my friend, Uh, with Philadelphia hitting their little COVID stretch. They're getting back on track a little bit. Um, They did have that that blown lead yesterday in that L against Golden State, but I mean, Golden State, what are you going to do, right? Uh, Do you want to talk about the Western Conference a little bit before we roll into Raptors chat, or do you want to do Raptors chat? Because I'm pretty good to talk about it. I mean, there's
1: really not much in the West. Like, I feel like we've touched on, you know, the major teams at the top, and we've made some comments about, you know, the streaks that are going on in the middle of the table. I won't bring up the Pelicans because I know that makes you sad. So, yeah, let's talk about the Raptors, man.
0: (laughs) Those Pelicans, man. Them and the LA LA Lakers, I think, are going to be the death of my season. I thought the Lakers were going to be a lot better than this. Um, they look really old and I don't know if they can compete for an NBA championship at this point, twenty games in. But like you said, still early. Yeah, let's talk about I our Raptors.
1: There's there's so much to unpack here, Matt. It's like we had a positive week by going two and two. We won an extra game in our minds, but like we got slapped down by the Jazz and the Warriors. I don't care if the score looks relatively close, like we talked about it last week. We let way too many open three-pointers go. It was tough. It was tough to watch some Raptors basketball this week, Matt.
0: You know what, man? It was actually pretty close in the first half against the Jazz, and they were fighting, and they were doing pretty well, and then they kind of fell apart in the second half there. Um, it was kind of similar to the Golden State game where they were close for a little bit, but the Golden State Warriors just ended up pulling it out. Um it's something that I notice a lot about our team that we do tend to fall down on these big 15, 16-game uh, point deficits. I mean, even last night against the Grizzlies, we were down 14 points um, and had to pull that one out in the third where they had a monster third. So it's it's a young team's curse. They're not consistent enough. Um, we're struggling with the injuries that are, are consistently happening between OG, Kem Birch, bringing Siakam back. Um but yeah, it's it's tough to say. I'm definitely sobering up for my early season start when we were like what seven and three, because um, it's been it's been all downhill from there.
1: I mean, there's there's so many reasons for it, right? Like you look at the Jazz Kings games where Pascal has four points against the Jazz and then he has 32 points against the Kings, right? Completely different games, but also like if you break apart those games the same way, like. Barnes was 2.7 rebounds, six, of six, 6 assists against the Kings. He didn't have a great game, but also that was Siakam's game. Positional problems. Like, I mean, I don't even want to talk about Golden State, man. Steph Curry had 25. Poole and Wiggins both had 30 each. Like, we were just letting so many shots. They play such beautiful basketball. I had to watch, I had to watch Golden State versus the Raptors because I don't want to be that fan that it's like, I won't watch teams out of spite because they're so good or this, that, or the other reason. Like... I had to watch it. They're so good at moving the ball, Matt. It's scary. I wish we could replicate
0: more of it. Dude, they're amazing at moving the ball. Um, I think our biggest issue um, and what was kind of exciting about the team was the fact that they're so long and switchable, but we have too many players in the 6'7 to 6'9 range. We don't have a single player over 6'10 on our roster, which is just not feasible in the NBA. Because at 6'10", you still got 6'11", 7'1", and 7'2". So those are like a plethora of guys. I would say at least 40 guys in the NBA that you would want in your starting rotation at 6'10 and above. And we don't have a single one. So when we play teams with uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., he ate us up at the beginning of that game. Um, You know, when we play the Jazz, Rudy Gobert is too much for us. And these, these teams take advantage of our size mismatch. And we're just... I didn't think we would be a small team, but we are. It's it's crazy.
1: I mean, I look at the Lakers championship run of recently. The way that you know Howard and was it McGee, I believe, you know that were the the yep. bigs. There were series where they didn't play, right? When you have an all star, true superstar talent, in Anthony Davis, who can play the four as well, but can rotate into the five depending on the right teams, you don't need certain bigs. Now, Anthony Davis is a is an anomaly, right? Like it's a terrible example to give, but. There are certain players in the NBA that you just you have to have a certain size to play up against. It's why Gasol was such an important trade for us on our championship run and it, it, it's painful, right? Like I have hopes that Barnes can maybe one day be that flipping option, especially when we have OG as well as our as our wing options, but we can't we can't rely on Ken Burch all the time. We need more, we need something. Matt's talking about us trying to pick apart out of the Pacers, get Sabonis, get Turner, get somebody huge because like you you can see that this is just one of the major pieces that we're missing, and it's crazy how if we pull if we plug that in, like all of our
0: cogs might turn,
1: and it could be the answer, right?
0: Hey man, I would still go after even JV, um, who's having a phenomenal season by oh, the way. Oh man, um, a guy like Sabonis, JV, who aren't even in the seven foot category, but are just six six eleven, so two inches taller than Kembridge, and can hold their own in that big weight class. Um, yep. As much as Ken Burch can play above his height, um, I think he struggles a little bit at six nine, and we don't facilitate enough around him or like insulate him enough with bigger players. Again, Scotty's a great, great forward, but he's still six seven, and he's he's only twenty years old. Um, Achua, he's six eight. Um, like that's our center. Like it's that's our starting center when Ken Burch is out. It's it's tough to win games when you're playing these big guys you can dominate the inside of the paint like that and we've been a great rebounding team yep it just I, I notice it too often where bigs take advantage of us Set
1: and, and the comment of having too many players of that certain size range hurts, especially when like last night I was so happy to see Utah get back on the court like big energy Utah came in had some huge moments for us and I was excited for it I've been waiting for it for weeks I think he was a a big factor of part of that third quarter run i know that he was a big reason why we didn't fall even further in a second for example and absolutely the problem the problem is he's he's in that category he's another player who also will never be better than scotty will never be better than og so like he's the type of hustle player that i want but I need him to be number three option behind OG and Scotty, but he's going to be, like, number five because of Precious, because of Kem, because of all of these different sizes. And Siakam. It hurts me. Yeah, see, I didn't even mention Siakam. Like, and uh, you, you've, you've got me to that point. We're going to trade Siakam. I don't even think about him anymore. Jeez. And,
0: and that's the thing about Siakam. And even last night, what I noticed, um, he had a good game, man. 17.7 rebounds, two assists, 5 of 12, 1 of 3 from deep, 6 of 8 from the line like he has good stats especially for him it might not be max money stats but at the end of the day we've already paid him his max money we don't need him to be that max money player because he doesn't fit in a winning system True. for us um like him being an energy type guy like utah but just a hyped up utah is what we need because we have guys like scotty we have guys like van vliet who shoot the ball well. Gary Trent Jr. is a better individual scorer than Siakam is. Like, one-on-one, I think Gary Trent and, and Freddie can get their shot easier than Siakam can. I think OG can get a shot easier than Siakam can, and at times, even Barnes can. So that puts him at the fifth option on our roster. I know he's getting paid like the number one guy. I know he came into the season as the number one guy, but things change quickly in this league. And he needs he needs to recognize that. And I thought he did a great job last night recognizing that in the second half. And I think that's why yeah. we won. Because he started to defer. My opinion.
1: We, we want to see more of that. We want to see not just from Pascal, but from Barnes, from Fred especially, you know, from Gary. When it is not your night, when you have the opportunity to provide more than just buckets, you can do that. I mean, you think about LeBron James... Just as an entity, right? Like, I'm sure if you pull up stats, like points that he has created or been responsible for, and I'm talking like not an assist, not a bucket, just things that he does to create space, to create opening, like that's why he is one of the all time greats. And teams need to learn more about being able to see the floor. And maybe this is an intelligence thing, you know, maybe it's, you know, there's so much going on on a basketball court that it's obviously so much harder to see while you're playing, but you have to be willing to make that extra pass. You have to be willing to look for the open man. You know, there's a Raptors system for a reason. You know, Scotty can't just go out and decide, I'm taking 30 shots tonight. It, it doesn't work that way. So the boys need to come together and figure it out. And, you know, we saw it at the beginning of the season. We saw those moments, and we're just not seeing it anymore.
0: Yeah, it, there was a lot more cohesiveness at the beginning of the year, which is funny because you would think the teams get more cohesive get more cohesive and learn each other but we did insert Siakam we've been pulling OG and Birch out like we've mentioned so there has been some some chaos in our lineup but it goes back to what you were talking about with the extra pass last night there were moments where Scotty had a chance to probably shoot a contested shot maybe was it like a decent opportunity but he made the extra pass to get the open shot I kept turning to Marissa and saying to her, this is why I love this kid. It's not because I think he's absolutely going to be a superstar, which I do, and and score at will and rebound and be one of the better wing players in the league. It's because he makes the right play on a consistent basis. He wants to win. He doesn't care about his stats. He cares about the win-loss column. And when that happens, and that is what's propelling your team, it becomes infectious, and that's when you start to win you know five six game win streaks
1: and and to add on that point i have to bring up gary trent because he is also like epitomizing that to like a thousand degree like he has been absolutely massive in some fourth quarters in recent games he's hit some huge shots but that has come because of the defense the hustle everything that he has shown nick nurse throughout the season he's a top five you know um I'm pretty sure in steals on the season right yeah, now. I'm yeah, sure he's yeah, like yeah. second or second or third. Like he's, 2. 5 he's or proven, in game. exactly. He's proven his defensive abilities, and that allows him to be on the court and is opening up the offensive opportunities because he gets more time to figure out how can I provide more offense with what we have on the court. So we just need everybody else to slowly come together and figure it out. I have hopes, Matt, you know, we've got a pretty decent week ahead of us with the Pacers on Friday, the Celtics on Sunday, and the Grizz on Tuesday. All games that we could
0: win, right? We could, man. We could have a have a 3-0 week. Um, I wouldn't guarantee it or anything because uh, there are going to be some hard games. The Pacers and the Celtics are always tough ones, and the Grizz proved to be a formidable matchup last night. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I, I do like this roster. I, I like the fact that they we're starting to come together a little bit more. We're starting to play with each other a little bit better. Um, Gary Trent isn't hunting his shots as much, but he is getting some. Like last night, he hunted this three bucket that absolutely, when it went in, I was wilding out. Um, man, I feel like we could have a great roster, and if we could just make a trade to get us a big man, a Sabonis, Turner, JV... Oh, man. We would be... I I consider us a top 10 NBA team if we did that. And,
1: and it's why I'm not upset right now as a fan watching because, like, we see the potential. We know it's there. And the hope is that in 20 games we'll figure it out or we find the right trade that brings it in. Like, we have a really... We have a good path in front of us. We have lots of good options. And we're young. We are so young. Like, if you take Goran Dragic off this team, the number of games played, I'm pretty sure we're, like, OKC levels of young, right? So it's exciting times ahead of us still
0: man absolutely the fact that we're so young the fact that we we are playing well and that we can make the playoffs potentially this year is a a good sign um but again i I, we need a center man we need a true big center um i don't know what to say
1: no you've got it man at the end of the day like it's it's simple you know we we can see some of the issues and we're probably going to keep talking about it for week gun, week gun, week gun, week on end. But Matt, that's all for me. That's all I got for wraps. Yeah, you ready for some takes?
0: Yeah, man. Let's go for it. Okay,
1: well, I mentioned it earlier, you know, it is the battle of the bottom feeders. I have to talk Jets Texans right now. You know, they're both two and eight. They're not quite the worst teams in the leagues, but nobody's expecting them to get a W on any night. So that's why this matchup is super exciting. And Matt, I gotta stick with my Jets. I gotta believe in that offense of this Jets team. I hope for them. Please, please, Jets, pull it out against the Texans. I need a W here.
0: <laughs> you know what, man? Um, I'd actually would have gone to the Texans over the Jets, so that's a little rough for you. No. Um, have fun with that pick. I'm going to take the New England Patriots over the Tennessee Titans. I think uh, New England's on a roll. Tennessee isn't going to get back on track after that wacky loss last week. New England's and Mac Jones, man, longest win streak in the NFL, going to eight and four. Dang,
1: <sighs> Matt over here just like crushing me before we can even finish this episode. Ugh, pain. Hopefully, I'll prove you wrong come this week. Any, all right, Matt. Anything else? Or are we good to go? Nah, man, I'm good to go. Perfect. Well, thanks everybody for being here. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at the Board Sports. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up, whatever you need, and check out theboardsports.net for new episodes
0: and blog posts.